politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. I know that members of this committee frequently frame these complicated issues in the form of a simple question. Was there a quid pro quo? As I testified previously, with regard to the requested White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes. No one on this planet told you that President Trump was tying aid to investigations. Yes or no? Yes. So, you really have no testimony today that ties President Trump to a scheme to withhold aid from Ukraine in exchange for these investigations. Other than my own presumption. The high drama of public hearings in the impeachment inquiry of President Trump will soon produce a report that will go to the House Judiciary Committee, which will then begin to consider articles of impeachment. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and the report will reflect the extensive testimony that came from a dozen witnesses, including nine who appeared before lawmakers over an intense three days. Gordon Sondland, the U.S. ambassador to the European Union, who you heard undergoing questioning from Ohio Republican Congressman Mike Turner, had one of the most grueling days before the House Intelligence Committee. His testimony covered a lot of ground since he played a key role in trying to get Ukraine's new president to publicly announce investigations that touched on President Trump's political rivals. But he says it wasn't a secret what he and the so-called Three Amigos, including Energy Secretary Rick Perry and Special Envoy to Ukraine, Kurt Volker were doing. Everyone was in the loop. These emails show that the leadership of the State Department, the National Security Council, and the White House were all informed about the Ukraine efforts from May 23, 2019 until the security aid was released on September 11, 2019. Rudy Giuliani pressed Ukrainian officials to investigate allegations of meddling by Ukraine in the 2016 election, which had been largely discredited, as well as Burisma, a Ukrainian company that once employed Hunter Biden, the son of former Vice President Joe Biden. But while Sondland and others would go on to pursue those efforts, he says they had little desire to work directly with the president's personal attorney. We did not want to work with Mr. Giuliani. Simply put, we were playing the hand we were dealt. We all understood that if we refused to work with Mr. Giuliani, we would lose a very important opportunity to cement relations between the United States and Ukraine. So we followed the president's orders. Sondland, like Volker, said they took up the president's interest in 2016 as well as Burisma. Volker testified in hindsight he should have linked interest in that company with the Bidens, which another witness said was a code word for the Democratic presidential candidate and his son. One of the tensest moments of Sondland's testimony came when New York Democrat Sean Patrick Maloney pressed him on the issue, which strikes at the heart of the impeachment inquiry. The president asked you about investigations. He was talking about the Bidens. When he, when he asked you about the Biden investigation, who was he seeking to benefit he did not ask me about the Biden investigation. When he I've asked you about, about investigations, times, Mr. sir, Long. sir, we just went through this. When he asked you about investigations, which we all agree now means the Bidens, we just did this about 30 seconds ago. It, it's a pretty simple question, isn't it? I, I guess I guess I'm having trouble why you can't just say when he asked about investigations, I assumed he meant I know what you assume, company. but who would benefit from an investigation of the Bidens? They're two different questions. I, you, I, I'm just asking you one. Who would benefit from? from an investigation of the Bidens. I assume President Trump would benefit. There we have it, see? 
<laughs> Didn't hurt a bit, did it? Didn't hurt a bit. But let me ask you something. Mr. Maloney. Hold on, sir. Excuse me. I've been very forthright, and I really resent what you're trying to Fair do. Fair enough. You've been very forthright. This is your third try to do so, sir. Didn't work so well the first time, did it? We had a little declaration come in after. Remember that? And now we're here a third time, and we got a doozy of a statement from you this morning. There's a whole bunch of stuff you don't recall. So all due respect, sir, we appreciate your candor, but let's be really clear on what it took to get it out of you. Sondland got hit from members of both parties, but Republicans clearly appreciated it when he testified about a phone call he had in September with the president soon after the complaint from the whistleblower about President Trump's call with the leader of Ukraine, which included mention of an investigation and the Bidens. It was a very short, abrupt conversation. He was not in a good mood. And he just said, I want nothing. I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Tell Zelensky to do the right thing, something to that effect. So I typed out a text to Ambassador Taylor, and my reason for telling him this was not to defend what the president was saying, not to opine on whether the president was being truthful or untruthful, but simply to relay, I've gone as far as I can go. His description came during questioning by House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff, and Sondland was later chided by Republicans for not including it in his opening statement. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan then made the point that the quid pro quo never actually happened. He says for a variety of reasons. When the chairman asked you about the security assistance dollars, you said there needed to be a public announcement from Zelensky. So I'm asking you a simple question. When did that happen? Never did. Never did. They got the call July 25th. They got the meeting, not in the White House, but in New York on September 25th. They got the money on September 11th. When did the meeting happen again? Never did. You don't know who was in the meeting? Which meeting are you referring to? The meeting that never happened. Who was in it? <laughs> well, there were some lighthearted moments during the three days of public hearings. Most of it was deadly serious, with a total of nine witnesses testifying. In their closing statements, Chairman Schiff and the ranking Republican, Devin Nunes, offered very different perspectives of the proceedings. Like any good show trial, the verdict was decided before the trial ever began. After all, after denouncing the president for years as a Russian agent and a threat to democracy, how could the Democrats not impeach him? If they don't move to overthrow him, it would indicate that they don't really believe their own dire warnings about the threat he poses. Donald Trump is back on the phone asking another nation to involve itself in another U.S. election. That says to me this president believes he is above the law beyond accountability. And in my view, there is nothing more dangerous than an unethical president who believes they are above the law. And I would just say to people watching here at home and around the world, in the words of my great colleague, we are better than that. Adjourned. Schiff referring to the late Maryland Congressman Elijah Cummings, who often used those words as he wielded the gavel of the House Oversight Committee earlier this year. After the Thanksgiving break, the weighty matter of impeachment moves to the House Judiciary Committee, where lawmakers will decide on possible articles of impeachment. If they're voted out of committee next month, a vote by the full House on whether to impeach President Trump could take place just days before Christmas. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, 
you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.